0: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day
1: to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio, radio like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, man, are you blessed, because today we're going to open the phone lines, because I am live, and we're going to hear from our Team 189, our graduating class from two weeks ago. Why? Because as we talk to these people, and you hear the impact of their lives from two and a half days, and you hear the Changes in your life you got to realize uh, what's going on what's different today in these people is their beliefs and today's topic of the show is team 81 team 189 they believe because what's different in their lives is that their beliefs have changed and everything we do or do not do is driven by our belief system so let's go ahead and uh, go to the busy phone lines and let's uh, open the phone line number one Nicole welcome to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, Nicole?
2: Good morning. I'm doing good.
1: You are doing better than good. Don't lie to me. You're doing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm it. Really cause, <laughs> I know, I talk, I've talked to Robert, and he's just so pleased that uh, he's got his bride back. He's got the woman that he loves, his partner in life. I mean, man, you got that young man uh, bouncing off the walls. So good for you. Good for <laughs> you. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: Now, Nicole, how did you hear about Like It Matters?
2: Um, well, Robert, he went through his work and, uh, he came back just a completely different person and he was like, you have to go, he, you know, I'm signing you up.
1: <laughs> and he did.
2: <laughs> yeah. And he did.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. And now you, you went a little bit more kind of a begrudging, kind of not really sure about what it was. And, and really, let's be honest, you had the belief that what difference could two and a half days make, right? I mean, let's be honest. At some point, that had to be a belief system, correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was kind of just going there going, all right, well, I'll just just do this, you know.
1: Yep. For, and it,
2: you know, go for my husband and, and yep. just kind of try it out, see, see what happens, but yep. not knowing what what I was getting into or what it was all about.
1: Yeah, and he actually shared with me before uh, because we have people make a commitment once they start that there are no phone calls. We want them to be focused on their uh, what they're doing, focus on themselves. And so he had shared with me that he made his uh, you made your quote last phone call, uh, and you shared that you weren't too pleased. (laughs) You weren't too pleased, (laughs) (laughs) which is understandable. Which is understandable. But uh, boy, now what you know now and what you went through now, is it fair to say you're more than pleased?
2: I'm beyond pleased. I mean, I couldn't yeah. be happier with what what we went through. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean, let me ask you. When, uh, it's. Just, go ahead.
2: I, I was just going to say it was just like It was life changing.
1: Amen. Well, oh, it makes me so happy to hear that, Nicole, because you know to to have the uh, uh, Robert go through. He works for Descore Builders. They send all their people through, and then made such an impact on him that he sent his most important person in his life through, his wife. Uh, and man, to have two people recommitted to each other to have two people uh who love each other who walk together for uh, you know how long has been married what a dozen years
2: oh we've been married 14 years
1: okay pretty yeah so 14 years yeah and now doesn't it feel kind of new again doesn't your relationship kind of feel new again
2: yeah i mean it's like uh almost like a reset button that yep. we you know just kind of got that spark back not yep. just between us but yeah with our relationship with god and our relationship with each other and being on the same page is uh, it's just a whole new level
1: yeah and it's so exciting because i tell people and, and again people think i'm just blowing smoke i'm selling a swampland in florida or whatever it's called you know <laughs> you know I, and i tell them you know do you want a new honeymoon well what uh, we've been married for 20 years or we've been married 30 years or we never really had a first honeymoon i go well do you want a first honeymoon and, and people are like, well, what could go into a two-and-a-half-day leadership class? How could that give me a honeymoon? And the reason is, is because we can cal- recalibrate our thinking, we can take a look at our belief systems, the structure of our beliefs, what's holding us back, and then we uh, uh, reignite our heart. We basically uh, resuscitate the heart. And, and you've got to admit, before class, uh, without realizing maybe, but you'd kind of shut off your heart a little bit because of some hurt and pain, correct?
2: Absolutely. My heart was completely shut off. Completely.
1: Yeah. You'd been hurt in the church, and so, boy, if this is what being around God is, I'm not interested. And, you know, there, we all have disappointments, and those things with Robert, uh, he's a quirky guy. I know I love him, but uh, those things that used to get excited <laughs> now become irritants, you know? And so we laugh, like, right? right.
3: You, you
1: know? And so <laughs> you got a chance to start all over. And let, let me ask you, you know, right now as we sit here today, uh, and this could change over the next couple weeks, next couple months, but what would you say— uh, if you had to pinpoint, it was the biggest benefit, the biggest takeaway you feel you've gotten from that two and a half day training.
2: I think probably the biggest thing was to that I had to face myself, face what i was I was holding myself back from certain things in my life, and I just had to face it like the pressure was just there to be like there's no there's no hiding from yourself, no hiding from the issues that you have, and you just kind of had to come full face to them. And you didn't even realize you had certain issues until you went through the process. So I think that was the biggest takeaway was, was just coming full full face to it and being like, this is who you are and this is what you need to change. And this is what's causing certain issues in your relationships. And, you know, just kind of, kind of like a, you know, bull, a a bulldog in a China shop. Just like, let's get this done and let's go and take care of this now in the next two days and and that way you can just continue, move on and continue your life the best you that you know you are
1: yeah and it was is it, yeah. in your head right i mean the battle was in yeah. your mind right you go ahead.
2: yeah definitely i was i mean i had so many fears of of failing and not not being the 100% doing anything 100% because i was just so fearful of failing and fearful of what people thought of me and so I just kind of just was not doing anything. I was just kind of walking around with a, you know, a cold heart and I was walking around just living like on autopilot, basically.
3: Yep.
2: And I was autopilot in my marriage. I was autopilot in my parenting. I was just living life just enough to get by and not, you know, upset anybody. <laughs> yep. You know, I was just kind of, you know, not really doing what I was meant to be was living i was not living
1: so and you didn't realize it at the time right i mean you would have swore that you were doing okay right
2: yeah I'm, yeah i was just kind of like no this is who i am like this is this is what i have to offer you this is who i am and not realizing that i was more of a person than i mean like not like, today like you know getting up like i actually have a purpose Like, I'm like, this is my goal for today. Like, this is my goal for my week. This is my goal for my month, you know? And I like all this, you know, actually, when I got home, um, Robert and I, like, we, like, really, like, hours, spending hours chatting and talking and going over dreams and goals and opportunities and just kind of, like, re-stirring all that stuff in my life.
1: Wow. Wow. That is so awesome. I I never get tired of hearing that. Never get tired of hearing that in... you know, and you're a stay-at-home mom, right? You take care of the family, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three kids. So I stay home full
1: of Oh, that's so cool. And so, you know, your role is important because your mental state with dealing with those kids and then when Robert comes home is absolutely critical. Uh, and let me ask you, you've got people listening right now who have been listening to my show for three years who have heard all this and they think they're just a housewife or they're just a construction worker, they're just this What would you tell them about why they should attend Leadership Awakening?
2: I would say because you're more than just. You you don't live to be just something. And it doesn't matter what your role is in life. You can be 100%. You can be everything that you can imagine you could be. You know, I never thought in a million years, like, for instance, I'm going to be going back to school in a million years, like, I would be wow. just a housewife. And, wow. and it's not like it's, that's my role for life and I'm like begrudgingly like, oh, I'm just, you know, I have to take care of the kids. I have to, you know, just stay home. And this is my role. This, this is who I am. You know, there's never just. Like that's yep. like a word I never want to hear again. Like Amen. I'm not just a housewife.
1: That's right. Well, we are going to hard break. So thank you so much, Nicole, uh, for joining us on Like It Matters Radio. And you have an awesome day, okay?
2: All right.
1: Thank you. All right. We'll be back in three minutes. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today... Uh, we are talking about Team 189, I believe, or should say they believe, because, you know, we had 10 people go through our training uh, just two, and a half, two weeks ago, uh, and they entered that room, uh, and they left that room with everything in their life exactly the same. The only thing that was different is what they believe. And you've got to get why this matters, because everything we do or do not do is driven by what we believe. And yet most people don't know what they believe. They don't know what they believe. And the problem is, you know, majority of our beliefs have been put in place by the time that we were six years old, Dr. Adler says. The majority of our map of reality, our belief system, is put in place by the time we're six years old. So you need to know. You need to know what you believe. And I know it sounds so simple. But until you go through a process that makes you take a look at your belief system, uh, it'll never change. You know, that's why I love the poem by Sienna Harlequin. I believe. I believe that the sun shines after the rain. I believe if you don't get hurt, you'll never gain. I believe in not doing things the easy way. I believe that being selfish doesn't pay. I believe in a second chance. I believe in a lifelong romance. I believe there is life after death and standing up to a life of mess. I believe in love at first sight. I believe that revenge isn't right. I believe the first impressions last and there is nothing better than a good laugh. I believe that dreams do come true. I believe there's destiny for me and you. I believe that good things come to those who wait. I believe never, love never arrives too late. I believe something good comes from something bad. I believe that for tears of happiness, there are tears of sad. I believe everyone has a guardian angel, and the good you do will be rewarded well. I believe sometimes there's no explanation. I believe money can't buy people's affection. I believe you don't know what you've got until it's gone. I believe a new day arrives with every dawn. I believe a smile can be contagious. I believe in being very outrageous. I believe in living with no regrets. I believe that life is as good as it gets. I believe that God watches over us. I believe that little things are worth the fuss. I believe you have each friend for a reason. I believe you'll get punished for treason. I believe that what comes first is family. I believe we should all live in harmony. I believe in making the most of a beautiful day. And it's not the end until everything's okay. I believe absence makes the heart grow fonder. I believe you will lose if you sit and wonder. I believe every experience teaches you a lesson. And nothing cures better than a drinking session. I believe everyone has one true love. I believe sometimes we need a little shove. I believe the whole world is a stage. I believe we only get better with age. I believe that to learn you have to live. I believe that to love someone you have to give. I believe one moment can change your life, and there's still help when you're in strife. I believe everyone has one true friend. I believe love helps a broken heart mend. I believe in the power of a song, and things will change before too long. I believe living is the best experience. I believe in not laughing at other people's expense. I believe it's hard to watch a lover leave. And when they're gone, all you can do is breathe. I believe to always look on the bright side. I believe that life is just one big ride. I believe when I die, people will grieve, but it's okay because I believe. And that is so true. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system, and you've got to understand this about yourself because these are unconscious. And I got this from a Michael Hall. He's a PhD called the Meta Levels of Belief. He says, you have a lot more thoughts, ideas, and representations than you do beliefs. You can think lots of things without believing them. When we believe, we trust our thoughts, validate our ideas, and say yes to those representations as right, true, reflective of reality, and something we can, quote, hang on to. Getting the feel of a belief. What does a belief feel like? Recall the earlier mental experience that you did, and, and this is on a process that we did. What did it feel like to have or experience a belief? Interesting enough, a belief tends to feel so normal and real, a matter of fact, that we usually don't have much feeling attached to it. However, if we pick out a strong belief, then we experience certain strong or intense emotions of like or dislike about the idea. Yet more typically, the feel of a belief involves a sense that the idea simply represents reality. Of course, the sun will rise tomorrow. This belief states, uh, state gives us a feeling of reality and a solid sense of matter of fact. And he goes on to say about the power of our beliefs. He says, behaviors are organized around some very durable things called beliefs. A belief tends to be much more universal and categorical than an understanding. Existing beliefs can even prevent a person from considering new evidence or a new belief. Via our beliefs, we send commands to our neurology. This mind-body connection explains how our beliefs have the power to make us sick or healthy. Our beliefs inevitably affect our biochemistry, perceptions, digestion, glands, immune system, etc. Because we exist most essentially as neurosemantic beings, we cannot but act out our beliefs and live out from them as our conceptual center. This should alert us to, quote, an ecology check. Our beliefs to make sure we have healthy and empowering beliefs, not toxic and limiting ones. And because beliefs operate as self-validating constructs, this explains their power and their danger. Once installed, a belief functions as part of our perceptual system and therefore filters out everything that does not fit with it. In this way, beliefs blind. As a mental level construction, beliefs function as a canopy of consciousness above and beyond our everyday thinking and perception, controlling, monitoring, modulating, and organizing our thinking and perceiving, we see the world in tor- terms of our beliefs. And because beliefs command our neurology, listen, and filter our perceptions, they organize us psychologically. Hear it? Psychologically. Over time, we tend to actualize or become our beliefs. Not only do our beliefs govern our behaviors, But it also motivates us to start to identify with our belief behaviors. I am the kind of person, dot, dot, dot. And in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, which is my master, beliefs correspond to our programs and frames for thinking, feeling, functioning, being, relating, etc. Whatever you believe functions, so to speak, as your mental neuro-linguistic software that runs your system. So accordingly, our beliefs create our sense of reality. See a belief isn't about reality you got to get this you have a belief in the place of knowledge about reality Did You hear that you have a belief in the place of knowledge about reality beliefs are about things. Nobody can know in Reality to think is to create We start acting as if ladies and gentlemen, you got to get this we act as if And so when we have a belief we become self-fulfilling prophecies See, there are three steps to becoming your dreams. you got to want it. you got to create it. you got to live it. Want it's about desire. It's about creative discontent. And as you heard with Nicole, a lot of people don't know that there's something wrong, so they don't even know what to want for. And so without desire, without creative discontent, without being stirred up, we don't really move off of our comfort zone, out of our comfort zone to make something happen. And so that's why you need a class like Leadership Awakening. That's why you need to go to net. like Nicole said. Nicole's a stay at home mom, a housewife. Her husband went through because he's a leader in desktop builders out of Sacramento. She didn't think she needed it. She didn't think she was upset Friday night, uh, Thursday night when she got there. But it changed her life. It gave this couple who's been married fourteen years a brand new honeymoon. They're looking at each other with fresh eyes or open hearts to each other. Who here, who listening to this radio show doesn't want that? Doesn't want that in a relationship you've had. See, first of all, you gotta want it. And then you create it. Once you know what you want, then you create it. You begin with the end of mind. In other words, what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? See, that's what makes things real. If you don't believe something's possible, if you don't think it's real, you'll act as if it's not real. Remember, as we said, your beliefs are driven. They create the canopy of your perceptions. And we don't respond to what other people are doing. That's transactional analysis. We respond to what we, quote, believe other people are doing. And that's a big difference. So create is about making something real. You know, uh, if you don't think someone loves you, how are you going to act? Even if they say they love you. If someone says they love you, but you do not believe they love you, how are you going to act? As if they don't, right? You got to get this. Would you give your life for a lie? Most people want to do it for the truth. So if you think something's not possible, not plausible, You think you're going to give heart, body, and soul? You think you're going to pour yourself out? Of course not. That's why everything starts with a belief. And most of our beliefs have been imprinted. They've been impounded. They've been uh, basically adopted from other people. And if you look at the weak world we live in today with a whole bunch of victims and drones, people are told what to believe. Don't you get it? Don't you see why this is not a political show, but it's a cultural show? This is why I keep talking about the political climate. If we call something deplorable, if we call someone a lowlife, if we call people a threat to us, if we call them illegitimate, don't you hear the belief system? The belief system then is that you're doing a good service by attacking that person. It's kind of like the old Hitler thing. If you could go back in time and you knew history and you could kill Hitler when he was a little kid, even though no one knew who he was yet, would you do it? And most people would say yes. Why? Isn't murder wrong? Because of your belief system, he is a threat, he's going to slaughter 10 million plus people. Don't you get it? Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. That's why we got to be careful when people like Hillary Clinton tell us not to be civil. When Eric Holder says that when Republicans are low, you kick them. When Steve Scalise is targeted for gun shooting practice by a guy who wanted to kill Republicans. Some of you got to get this, our beliefs dictate everything. That's why I hit him so hard. If you're going to truly change your life, you must change your beliefs. I mean, think about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. They treat each other like they're dogs, so it's okay to kill each other. Don't you get it? What you believe dictates everything else. And most people don't know what they believe, and yet they've been imprinted. We've been hurt, so we create a belief system. We've seen somebody do something to us, so we create a belief system. We have something trauma and drama from our past, so we create a belief system. And what we got to realize is these belief systems are dictating everything we do or don't do, everything we feel or do not feel. And so if you truly want to change your life, my friend, you must go to the structure of your beliefs. So I am Mr. Black. We will be back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me, Mr. Black. And today we are live, live in the studio. And the phone lines are open, 651-289-4466. And today we are focused on Team 189, they believe, because you're hearing from people that went to my training two weeks ago, went to a classroom, that they really, some of them weren't interested in being there. Some of them didn't like the way I started things out, how it happened. And yet after the end of the two and a half days, their lives have been changed. And part of the reason why is because what changed is what they believe. So let's go ahead and go to uh, line number two. And let's go welcome Jennifer to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Jen?
3: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I am doing great. Is it a great day to be alive?
3: It is a great day.
1: Yeah, amen and you work for desk builders correct yes so how long have you worked for Descor?:
3: two whole months
1: <laughs> ah two whole months good for you it's a great isn't yeah. a great company
3: it is a great company yes yeah. definitely
1: does, does it make more sense now when you read their vision statement uh, all those things does it make more sense now of what they're talking about and what those words that they talk about mean
3: yeah, I mean, honestly, it was their visions and mission that really got me in the door here, and mm-hmm. um, but all of those things were expanded upon in the class, and, you know, those things obviously meant a lot to me because that's why I chose this company, but yeah. after going through the class, I mean, it's really just affirmed that my choice is correct, that they're not just talk, you know, they, yep. they're backing it up, um, yep. all of those things.
1: And you said you were attracted. I mean, there's a, it's, a, it's a, uh, what well, I saw, an employee's market out there. In other words, there's a lot of job openings. There's a lot of jobs that can't be filled. So it's a great time to be uh, an employee per- because you got a lot of options. And so you could have went to work with different companies besides Descor. But you chose did, them because, yeah. b- because their mission, their vision, because of the culture around there, correct?
3: Exactly. That's exactly what I was looking for.
1: Yep, and then you see uh, they built that culture based on our training. And so be honest with me. You won't hurt my feelings. I was there with you. But f- five minutes into it, Thursday night, what are you thinking? What's going through your head?
3: What did I do? <laughs> Who are these people? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I always like to s- tell people, you know, if I could do that training like I do my radio show, sign me up. It would be a lot easier for me. I mean, I just went to the doctor yesterday. They put me on three medications. I mean, I got sinusitis. My ears are popping. I got, I mean, my nose is inflamed because of all my infection all through the ear, nose, and mouth. Uh, And yet here I am on the radio. I'll be starting a class tonight in in Dallas, uh, Team 190. Yeah, and trust me, I'm not looking forward to that part of it. But (laughs) I, I, I wish I could do the class like I do this radio show. But the problem is... You wouldn't get the results. I mean, I squeeze you from the get-go. I get you out of your comfort zone immediately, and I want you to believe that there's something different going on here, whether you like it or not. Uh, this is where we're at, correct?
3: Absolutely.
1: And because I, mean, I squeeze you. Oh, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I mean, and everybody's comfort zone is so different. Yep. But, I mean, I think it's pretty consistent that people like to stay in their comfort zone in whatever that looks like to them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is definitely going to be different for anybody. But it's crazy how quickly you become comfortable in a setting that was so uncomfortable to you. Yeah.
1: You did in 24 hours. 24 hours, something that was so foreign, so weird, you became comfortable in. Yeah. And that's what's so powerful because there are three zones in life there's the comfort zone, and then right beyond that is the zone called fear, you know, false evidence appearing real. And then beyond that is a zone called panic. And so when we push our comfort zone, uh, right outside of that is fear. And so once we step over that line and step out of our familiar zone, our comfort zone, and we learn how to function in a high level in a stressful environment, you learn this, that fear goes away. It's like a straw man, right? Yeah. Yep. And then what used to bring about panic just elicits a little bit of fear. And once you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways, that becomes familiar. And so that's how you keep pushing that comfort zone, and that will make you a better spouse if you're a spouse, and make you a better parent if you're a parent, make you a better friend, make you a better employee, make you a better child, whatever those roles you play in your life. And what do you think for you right now, Jennifer? If you had to pinpoint something, you're, you're about two weeks removed from class. What would you say is the biggest benefit so far you feel you've gotten from the class? <laughs>
3: You know, I think there's a, there's been a lot of things, but I think the number one biggest thing is that throughout the class, in almost every activity we did, the first person that came to my mind always was my husband and how important my husband is to me. And we're newlyweds, so, you know, of course, everything's sunshine and roses, but he really yep. is. I mean, he is my best friend and my most favorite person and I got through the class and I'm, like, thinking about, does he know how important he is to me? You know, he's really good at telling me how important mm-hmm. I am. But, you know, am I really good at making him feel that? And after after graduation, we went to tacos and margaritas. And, uh, um, my favorite and thing. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I told him, um, you know, and I kind of teared up over dinner and he's like, we need to go back to that class. <laughs> <laughs> Amen.
1: Amen. And, and hope
3: it really yeah. was. Um, you know, it was, it was that I would say is an absolute number one thing. And then um, very close behind that is how important your mind is. And I just yeah. had no idea how the internal dialogue that I have with myself or about other things yeah. um, really does affect everything.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. People don't think about. it. They're just my thoughts. And because the way we do the class, I actually show you, by the way I'm squeezing you, that what you're thinking shows up externally. You might not think it is, but it's called attitude. Uh, and attitude can be positive or negative. It could be hopeful or helpless. It could be make you – it's okay to hurry or make you drag your butt, right? But it's all about our attitude, and all that comes from our internal dialogue. Thirty to 60,000 thoughts a day. Isn't that incredible? Thirty to 60,000 thoughts a day, and most of them are unconscious, and most of them are repetitious, and yet everything we do or do not do uh, is driven by what's going on in our head, and what's different about what's going on in your head, are you being a better steward, are you holding your thoughts captive, I mean, what's different today versus two weeks ago?
3: I think that I am actually recognizing thoughts that I have, and I will almost physically like shake my head, (laughs) Like, wow. nope, we're not thinking that yep. <laughs> we're not going to think about you. that. Good for you. It's, it, a, it's, it's a physical thing, you know, something that I never even realized because, you know, when I'm on the radio right now. So what yep. I, what is coming out of my mouth, I'm aware that other people are listening to. Yep. But what I think in my head has been like a safe place, right? I can think whatever I want. You have no idea what I'm thinking, Yep. but I know what I'm thinking. And that yep. has an effect on me.
1: Yep. It's a frame. If you look at it, a frame, it's almost like the lens that we look through. So it becomes the frame. And so everything is tainted or driven by what our thoughts are. Uh, You know, if you think I'm an evil guy, no matter what anybody else says, you're going to look at everything I do with the eyes like he's evil. He's just a mean, nasty guy. And maybe early on, that could have been some of the things going on, boy, because I'm not a friendly guy at the beginning. I'm not there to be your friend. I'm not there to, for you to like me. I'm there to provide an environment for you to get outside your comfort zone and learn learn more about yourself in two days than you can learn about yourself uh, in two years outside this classroom. But you got to agree that what you thought about me five minutes into class and what you think about me today is different, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And please don't tell anybody what you thought about me five minutes into class. I don't want to. <laughs> this is a family show, so please don't share that. But you know, and the, the interesting thing was, Jennifer, I never stopped doing what I was doing. So what I did five minutes into it, I was still doing at the end of the day. So the only thing that changed was your belief system about what you believed I was doing, correct? Mm-hmm, right. And my motivations for why I was doing what I was doing, right? Absolutely. And don't you see, that's how we look at every single other human being out there. We look at them based on what we see, hear, and feel. We give ourselves the benefit of intention. Well, I didn't really mean that for that uh, to come across as mean. I meant for this. So we give our benefit, ourselves the benefit of intention, and we treat everybody else judging what their motives are and who they are. And based on all that, all of a sudden we start reacting to that, right? We're not reacting to what they did. We're reacting to our belief about why and what they did, Right, right. Huge, huge, huge. So tell me, what, what's different at work? What have you noticed the last two weeks at work that's different?
3: Um, uh, there's definitely a bond that is, uh, is there from not only the people who I went through the class with, but anybody who had been through the class at any point. You yeah. know, it gave us something common to talk about, you know, talk about the hard parts, talk about the great parts. And, um, you know, a lot of people were willing to share, you know, the experiences that they had and, uh, the bond that that created with a lot of the coworkers and not even just the ones that I went through the class with, but you know, the rest of the coworkers, I mean, I think that's huge, especially being fairly new to the company. Um, and not have you know, I don't work in the office. I work out in the field, so I don't get the opportunity to see a lot of people on a regular basis. And so to have that kind of common factor and common experience, and it was a profound experience. So to yeah. have that, uh, that bond, I think is probably the, one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm grateful for.
1: Wow. That's so cool. And how many, how many, how many people do you think you have at desk how many people do you think work there?
3: Uh, I think we're, we're we've got to be above 50 now. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of new faces yeah. in the last year for sure.
1: Yep. And I would say that we're probably close to about 30 of those, maybe even more. I don't know, roughly, uh, that have been through our training, uh, built an entire company on it. And so I'm just so proud of you. Thank you for trusting anything else you'd like to share with our audience before I let you go.
3: Uh, No, I mean, anybody who goes through the class, just
1: don't quit. (laughs) Amen. That's all you got to do. Don't quit. Just follow through. So thank you so much, Jennifer. You have an awesome day, okay? Thank you. You too. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you change what you believe, you change what you see, what you hear, what you feel, how you react to things. And so the battle is the mind. I've met the enemy. And he or she is living in my shorts. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction, and we'll be back in three minutes. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you miss any of this radio show you're going to want to listen to it again because to listen to two young women who had pretty good lives going into it, have good marriages, have good things going on, went through our training. Uh, one's a professional, one's a stay-at-home mom, uh, and both told you, told you their life's different. Two and a half days. That, uh, and what's different is their beliefs. Our beliefs dictate everything else. And that's why you know, I always tell people you've got to turn off MSNBC, you've got to turn off CNBC, uh, because uh, there's too much negative programming there, people. Just bitter hatred. Uh, you know, Maybe limit yourself. Watch it once a week or for an hour a day or something. But all that stuff is putting bitter stuff in there. So if you missed any of this radio show, uh, you can listen to it again. This is the morning. Uh, we replay again on iHeartRadio. So every morning on iHeartRadio, if you query or search on iHeartRadio Wellness Radio fifteen seventy, uh, there you'll find us, uh, and we play nine to ten a.m. Central Standard Time, uh, and then we replay again uh, five to six p.m. Central Standard Time. You can also listen into our local two local markets, which we're working on being in every single market. We just need your help. We need some help from our posse, but right now we are in the beautiful Twin Cities of Minneapolis Saint Paul. That's where this show emanates from. Uh, and uh, you can listen on AM 1570. Matter of fact, Twin Cities Wellness Radio, the, the one of the very few of its kind, an entire radio station dedicated to you, the listener. You know, about mental health, financial health, physical health, uh, um, uh, dietary health, everything. And so you can live stream with them on uh, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. And we're so blessed to be inside the St. Louis listening area as well on Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM the St. Louis Gospel Experience, and we play every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. And please, we need your help. We can change this world with this radio show because we've got to change people's thinking. We've got to get people logically. I teach emotional intelligence. It's the intelligent use of emotions. And emotional intelligence in a fourth-grade child is a better barometer for their success than their IQ is. And what's lacking today is emotional intelligence. We've got people being played. Uh, we got drones out. People are being stirred up. People being told what to believe, what to think. Uh, people are being told that half of the country hates them. Half the country wants to destroy them. Half of the country. And when it gets to the point where you can't go out to dinner without being attacked by a mob, or you're at a baseball practice and people are looking for people who believe like you to shoot them, when you're told by elected officials to get in people's face, when, you, when they're down, kick them, spit in their face. If they're wearing a red hat, punch them in the head. Now, come on. We're better than this. This all goes back to beliefs. Quit letting other people dictate your belief system. You know, I'll never forget this. When uh, I was a single dad for a while, and um, uh, my I had two young kids, Faith and Christian, and they were in their early uh, adolescence. Maybe Faith might have been 12 or 13. I don't remember. But I was dating this one woman, and uh, she had a 17-year-old daughter. And her 17-year-old daughter would sneak out. She'd go out, hang out with her boyfriends, was having sex, was doing all kinds of things that... Uh, I didn't allow my kids to even date while they were in high school. I controlled a lot of things. I made sure there was only good stuff around my kids. I, I never wanted to apologize to my kids for getting them molested or abused. Sorry, Daddy didn't mean that. And so I was ma- I was very careful about who was around my kids. And so I was talking to her about her daughter. Man, you got you to gotta do something about this. This isn't right. And we would argue back and forth about her daughter. And the last thing she said to me in person, she didn't know it at the time, was the last thing. But once I heard it, I I had to distance myself from her for the sake of my daughter. She said, all teenagers do this. Just wait till face that age. And boy, that scared the, you know what, out of me. I did not want to adopt her belief system. Her belief was that it's okay uh, for little kids to sneak out and sleep around and and run away. Uh, Wow. Once your belief is that's okay, that's what everybody does, don't you see? That belief system right there causes you to treat things differently. you got to understand our beliefs dictate everything else that we do. And if you don't like what you're getting in life, you got to go to the structure of your beliefs. See, remember the neurological levels that change. We talk about this a lot because it's structural. It's scientific. It's real. you got to get this. We have different beliefs about different levels. We have different beliefs about spirit, about God. We have different beliefs about our our, our identity, who we are. We have different beliefs about our beliefs, about what we believe and why we believe it. We have different beliefs about what we're capable of, what those capabilities are. We have different beliefs about what behavior is acceptable, what's not, how we should behave. And we have beliefs about the environment that is okay or not okay or good environment, bad environment. These are all beliefs. And the problem is our beliefs were imprinted. A lot of our beliefs were put in place by the time we were a young child. And there's a pattern out there. You've got to identify the pattern. We have a belief no matter how it got there. And then we learn something. We read a book now and then that doesn't have smutter vampires in it. We search for something on the Internet besides porn. One out of every three searches on the Internet is for porn. We have access to more information than at any time. But we also have access to a lot of bad stuff more at any time. And, again, it's about your beliefs. It all goes down to your beliefs. So we have a belief. And then we learn something, and that belief changes. Let me give you an example. I used to believe in Santa Claus. I hope I'm not ruining it for anybody. <laughs> you got my point? But then I learned that, yes, Virginia, Santa Claus is a spirit that lives inside of every human being, blah, blah, blah. Right? It was my mom and dad that were eating the cookies. It was my mom and dad that were drinking the milk. It was my mom and dad that were shaking the garage door at 2 o'clock in the morning. I thought believed in Santa Claus, and then I learned something, and then I now realize that there is no... Person named Santa Claus that is alive today delivering gifts. How about this one? Uh, We have a belief about the first person to circumnavigate the globe. But back then, people believed that it wasn't possible. Why? Because they believed that the world was flat. And if you believe the world is flat, you're probably not going to go too far away from the known world because otherwise you would fall off. But there was a group of sailors, and it's not the one that you think. The guy that gets credit for circumnavigating the globe actually died in the journey. Uh, It it was over a year-long journey. But one of the people on one of his boats did make it. This person left and kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And then they wound up right where they left over a year later. And then they realized that the world must be round. So we have a belief, and then we learn something, and that belief changes. How about Darwin? Some of you are really sold out as believing the theory of evolution. There's a book called The Origin of the Species. Again, you could use the Internet for a lot more than looking for porn or seeing people get their heads cut off or seeing people beat up Trump supporters. You can use it for a lot more. What you can do is use it to read the book called uh, uh, *Not uh, Origin of the Species, Man, Search for Meaning, Origin of the Species is the book, written by Darwin. There's an entire chapter dedicated to why his theory could be flawed. But let me give you this. There's something called single-cell simplicity. And Darwin said if a simple cell, I mean, if if a single cell is more than a simple cell, then his entire theory is flawed. And back in Darwin's day, the power of microscopes compared to the power of microscopes today is totally different. So today we can magnify something 100,000 times. If you take uh, the nucleus of a single cell amoeba, just the nucleus, there I've been told there's enough DNA material in that nucleus to fill up an entire set of Encyclopedia Britannica's that's ATCG information. There's enough information in that nucleus of a single cell to fill up an entire set of Encyclopedia Britannica's. It's powerful. If you take the whole cell, supposedly there's enough DNA material ATCG to fill up 1,000 sets of Encyclopedia Britannica, to go from the bottom of Madison Square Garden through the roof. That's how much. So I always joke with people, you know where you'll find single-cell simplicity? Right next to jackalopes and unicorns. And if you don't know why I said jackalopes or unicorns, you might want to read a book now and then that does not have smutter vampires in it. You got my point? Or how about this? How about uh, there's a book out there called the... uh, what is it, the Power of Belief, I think it is. Power of Belief, it's by uh, the Lipton guy, Bruce Lipton. Bruce Lipton's his name. He's a tenured professor at University of, I think it's uh, Wisconsin Medical School, one of the most prestigious, I've been told. And it's called Biology of Belief. That's what it's called, Biology of Belief. And Dr. Uh, Lipton said that what we've always believed about what drove the cell, we've been wrong. He said we've always believed that the cell was driven by the nucleus. But he says we're wrong. He says, actually, the cell is driven by the uh, cell membrane. And so this is basically a quote. He says, so technically, we are a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by their environment. And the greatest environment, and if you don't believe me, you can look up epigenetics, EPI genetics. Look it up. These are just truths. Whether you like the truth or not, it's still the truth. That's why you've got to be careful, because the biggest environment we have is our thoughts. And right now we have a political class that is ruling by Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. And the whole point of Rules for Radicals is you dehumanize your opponent. So that way you can kill them, you can destroy them, you can get people to beat them up, you can get angry mobs to go after them. you got to start controlling your own belief system. you got to quit. be careful about what you listen to, what you watch, what you feel, because those things truly do dictate how you act. Please. Go to likeitmatters.net let me help you. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.